The following is a fourth hand production. To a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello. Yo, what's up? And on this what's podcast, up? we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, we take the episode, we break it down, mm-hmm. we bet it won't succeed, and when it mm-hmm. doesn't, we make it our sex slave for one week. Oh, All yeah. for you, the listener. On today's episode, we take a look at Season 3, Episode 18, entitled The Big Bet. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Pretty Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and is no longer available on uh, Amazon Amazon Prime! So don't go there to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. So what's up? Not too much. What about you? Oh, nerfing. <laughs> so how was your week? It's been a long one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nothing really. Just um, fine as wine. Kind of chatty. Know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Right on. Anything exciting going on in your life? Um, I don't believe so. I got a new snake this week. Well, that's good. How many does that yeah. make? Thirteen. Jeez, oh Pete. 13 snakes, three lizards, a frog, um, and two arachnids. Hmm. So, yeah. Craziness. Yep. <laughs> so this is all about, like, making bets with, like, your siblings and, like, ooh, if if I bet you, then you have to be to do everything I say, you know. For, right. Did you ever do anything like that with your siblings, anything like that? Nope. <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> yeah, me I love doing that to you. No, when I was, uh, I'm, I'm the youngest of eight, and um, yeah. like I have a sister that's two years older than me, um, two and a half years older than me, something like that. But most of my siblings were, like, my next oldest brother is is a decade older than me, you know. So yeah. when I was, you know, twelve years old, he was twenty two. You know, no, he was, yeah, he's twelve years older than me. So when I was twelve, he was like twenty four or something. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they were more adult figures in my life than they were siblings, like normal yeah. siblings. And one of the past, cause we live in central Florida. One of the things we used to do is go fishing a lot. And, um, <laughs> my, my, even when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, my siblings would pull this. They'd be like, Hey, I, I bet you won't, I bet you won't curse. Like, so say the, <laughs> say the F word. I bet you won't do it. Or they'd be like, I bet you won't take a drink of my beer. And it would always like, you know, but it wasn't really betting like, I bet you won't. You're not like, you know, if so, you got to smell my fart for a week. It's nothing like that. It was just more like, <laughs> I bet you won't do this. So that's the only, gotcha. that's the closest thing I had. Gotcha. I don't think you? I ever did that either. I mean, I didn't really have brothers, so yeah. I had all sisters. So well, me and really... you never really made bets either, did we? No. No. <laughs> not like that. No. 
We there was one time where like we were camping out in your backyard or something. I remember doing stupid shit around the neighborhood, but I don't think any of it was ever bets. No. No. <laughs> I remember. I remember one time. You spent the night at my house, and you and we've probably told the story before, but you were running from your house down to mine. You lived like four <laughs> hours down. Yeah. And I had been talking about scary movies, and you were all scared to run. To, you were like, hey, will you come down and walk with me? I'm like, what are you, why don't I walk down to your house just to walk back again? Just walk down here. And so as you were walking down, I was <laughs> yelling to you that Freddy Krueger was chasing you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jimmy, stop it. I'm like, and running. Then, like and you're it. running as fast as you possibly could. And from my angle, I, I saw you stop all of a sudden and you were just walking. <laughs> and of course, I'm egging <laughs> you on. He's gaining on you. Freddy Krueger's going to kill you tight. And you just keep walking. I'm like, well, damn, I thought I was scaring him. Turns out that somebody had left their dumpster lid open. <laughs> yeah, and I smacked right into it in my gut. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so then you had a sore stomach and you're afraid Freddy Krueger was going to kill you. So that was pretty messed up. <laughs> that was, was a fun time. Fun night. <laughs> That's the only kind of stuff we did. We didn't really have any bets or anything like that. No. No. So, yeah. Fun story. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> our best opening ever. Have you ever Have you ever been involved with a bet in your entire life? Um, Probably. I'm sure. I just can't think of anything. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty boring because I don't I've never drank I've never smoked I've never done drugs and I I don't think I've ever made a bet either <laughs> I've never gambled like well I've been to Vegas and I've been to Puerto Rico so I've, like I went to casinos so right 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 I guess there you could say I I did a bet <laughs> hmm hmm okay and, right, and well, every guess... single day Jimmy I bet on myself you what oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I remember as a kid, um, my father telling me, he's like, I bet, I bet you I can jump higher than this house. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, I bet you that I can jump higher than this house. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, for real. And I look at my mom, my mom's nodding. She's like, he's telling the truth. He can't. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I, I got to see this. And so he stands up and he jumps like six inches off the ground. Yeah. I'm like, that wasn't higher than a house. And he's like, well, let's see the house jump. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. It was kind of interesting because <laughs> you always tell me stories about your dad, but they're always like negative stories. That may be your first time you ever told me oh. like <laughs> a funny story about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of negative stories about both my parents, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> That's fun. That's you a, should have been like, regular but I bet you can't joke. think of another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can get you gambling by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Give you two to one odds. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. So I guess we'll uh, take yeah. our first break. Yeah, let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into this and find out what the big bet is all about. Oh, good, good, good. good, good. <laughs> we'll be back. fan of movies or comics or video games or just anything else nerdy well you should check out the zing Zing this This podcast Podcast. and that's spelled z-e-n-g this and we have nerdy topics from 
comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies, as well as video game discussions. Mm-hmm. Where's some of the best places to find us, Allie? Well, Podbean, of course. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Podcasts. Yeah. So check us out. Once again, that is Zing, Zing This. this. And we are back. Whew, man. I just don't know how you have that stamina. I really don't, man. <laughs> I mean, the whole time with the drink in your hair without spilling a drop. It was incredible. So, All right, so we get the drink upside down like that. It's just strange. We got the Brady Bunch Season 3, Episode 18, entitled The Big Bet. Facts about the episode are first aired on January 28th, 1972. Written by Elroy Schwartz. And directed like by the Jetsons. <laughs> directed by Earl Bellamy. From like, Bell Biv DeVoe. <laughs> like Bill Bellamy. Yeah. According to IMDb. Actually, this isn't according to IMDb because IMDb oh. didn't have shit, so I had to find it somewhere <laughs> else. Uh, I wish Rachel, IMDb didn't suck. <laughs> yeah. Rachel is played by our good friend Hope Juber, aka Hope Schwartz. Oh, yeah. Okay. She looked familiar to you? She does, yeah. Yeah, the daughter of Sherwood Schwartz. She was also seen in season two, The Slumber Caper, as Jenny. Yeah. So in this episode, she plays Rachel. And that one, she played Jenny. Four total episodes. Huh? I wish she wasn't a liar. <laughs> Four total episodes, she's appear- she appears in playing three different roles. So she <laughs> played Jenny, and she played Rachel. She plays Rachel twice. And then a fourth time, she plays someone named Gretchen. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. All right, you ready? I am ready. Fade in. Scene one. The episode starts off with Bobby riding like a bat out of hell on his bike and into the carport. He skids to a stop and hit what looks like some aluminum bars for something at the end of it. He rushes off the bike, unhooks his books, and runs inside the house yelling for Carol and Alice. (laughs) I put down, that was a wicked skid, Bobby. (laughs) and also when he goes to run inside the house he actually slides his feet slide on the concrete patio (laughs) yeah doesn't make sense how do you slide on concrete like that but whatever and i put like why can't the kids just come into that driveway on a bike and stop without hitting (laughs) shit like that's the third time somebody's slid in that same spot and hit something and then it's funny because mike purposely put something valuable there (laughs) damn it you know your kids can't ride a bike <laughs> where do you kids always skid to a stop here? It's right here. Okay, this is where I'm put the the picture. I mean, you got one kid that like comes to you know skids to a stop all the time. You got another girl that like fucking steals bikes and runs through pictures and shit. Like, <laughs> okay, scene two. Bobby continues to run into the living room, still calling for Carol and or Alice. He even started to yell for Mike too. After yelling several times, he stops at the stairs and yells up. Mom? Dad? Is anybody home? Just then he hears Greg yell from another room, Bobby, I'm on the phone. Bobby runs into the family room to go see Greg. Hmm. Scene three, we see Greg sitting in one of the chairs with his legs propped up and on the phone. He says, yeah, Rachel, I met you at school cafeteria the other day. 
No, I wasn't spaghetti meatballs. I was barbecue ribs. Right? (laughs) Just then Bobby runs in and interrupts and says, Greg, guess what happened? Greg continues to try and mack on Rachel on the phone. But Bobby continues, I chin up myself five times. Greg just ignores him and keeps smooth talking to Rachel. Bobby perseveres and says, did you hear me? I chin up myself five times. Greg stops and holds the phone down, looks at him sternly and says angrily, can't you see I'm on the phone? Bobby continues, yeah, but I'm the only one in my class that could do that many chin-ups. Greg wants no part in this conversation and ignores his little brother and keeps spitting that game at Rachel. Greg finally stops talking, takes a second to say, look, that's pretty good for a kid your size, but not while I'm on the phone. Greg gets back on the phone and keeps on whispering kitten to that sweet, sweet Rachel. Bobby slumps over in disappointment at Greg's response. Greg finally gets off the phone and Bobby continues as if they'd never stopped. He goes on, I need to practice and by the end of the week, I'll be able to do seven or maybe even eight times. That'll be pretty good. Greg gets up and says, that'd be pretty good. Bobby offended by this somehow says, pretty good. It'd be sensational. Greg looks at Bobby and says, look, I can do twice as many chin-ups as you, but I don't go around yelling my brains out about it. Bobby says, I bet you a million dollars you can't do twice as many chin-ups as as I can. Greg laughs and says, I wish you had a million dollars. Bobby says, I'll bet you a thousand. Greg says, will you stop being ridiculous? Bobby says, you're just chicken. You won't bet me because you know you'd lose. Greg attempts to brush up Bobby to go to the kitchen. Bobby (laughs) persists and says, then bet me, buddy. I bet by the end of the week, you can't do twice as many chin-ups as me. Greg, seeing Bobby's cockiness, accepts the challenge and says, All right, wise guy, you got yourself a bet. Bobby smiles and says, Great, and thinks for a moment, then says, What do you want to bet? Greg thinks for a second, smiles and says, I know. You have to do everything I tell you to do for a whole week. Bobby smiles and says, Okay. And if I win, you have to do everything I tell you. Greg, with a big grin, says, right. Bobby says, it's a bet. Shake on it. Bobby extends his his hand out, and Greg shakes it. Hmm. I put down, I didn't realize that Greg sat on the phone like a preteen in an Oxima commercial. I've never yeah. seen a, a guy dr- sit in a seat. He, for people that didn't know, he had the seat backwards. But it wasn't even like a normal dinner table seat. It was like this plush kind of seat. He had it backwards with his legs draped over the back of it. And then he had a second chair yeah. holding his head up. Yeah, I was going to try to describe it, but I was like, no, I'll just say he was yeah. sitting in a chair with his legs over. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And also, <laughs> like, why did Greg say he was on the phone if he was literally getting off the phone? He's like, I'm on the phone. Okay, anyways, I'll talk to you later, Rachel. Okay, you just, okay, whatever. Um, And also, like, I put that, why can't Greg just be proud of him? That's all he wanted. Like, anybody that's had a younger sibling or a small child, all, they, all they're looking for is just recognition and attention. If Greg would have just said, that is awesome, I'm really proud of you, that's cool. Why don't you go tell Peter? <laughs> like, like, it would have been over. It would have been done. 
You know, Peter was just asking me to, yesterday, I wonder how many chin-ups you can do. You should go tell him. He said he yeah. thought you could only do three. I mean, oh. Greg could have easily said, that is amazing. That's awesome. I'm really proud of you. If you can hold off, give me five minutes to get off the phone, you can go outside and you can show me what you did. Well, he kind of did. He said, that's pretty good for a kid your size, but I'm on the phone. So. Right. But he was still rude about it. So, All right. Scene four. Next, we see Bobby in the backyard lifting some free weights up over his head. Peter walks over to him and says, come on, I'll play a game of 21. Bobby says, I can't. I got to train for my big bet with Greg. Peter asks, what kind of bet? Bobby goes on, the loser has to do whatever the winner tells him to do for a whole week. Peter lights up and says, a whole week? Wow. What did you bet on? Bobby says, by the end of this week, I bet I can do, I bet he can't do twice as many chin-ups as I can. Bobby puts down the free weights and lays on the ground and starts doing bench presses. Peter asks, how many can you do? Bobby says, how do I know? It isn't the end of the week yet. Peter is watching Bobby get into position to do the bench press and says, hey, that looks pretty heavy. Bobby, still riding on his cockiness, says, don't worry, I can lift it. Bobby takes a deep breath and starts to lift, but ends up pulling his legs up over the bar and does a backward somersault over the bar. Peter gives him a look of disappointment. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. That's like his look. <laughs> so I put on like, what would a shoulder press, how would a shoulder press help you do chin-ups? <laughs> like, and none of the exercises he does in this would actually help him do chin-ups. <laughs> like I can see curls would, I mean, but, um, also how did, um, how did he get the weights in the yard in the first place? If he can't lift them. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's a good question. That's hmm. pretty good. <laughs> um, plus, uh, Bobby looks like he's trying not to break. In the end of that, he looks like he's trying not to laugh. Yeah. When he does a somersault and he's sitting there, Peter's getting that look. He's like, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> like he looks like he's trying not to laugh. <laughs> Scene five. Mike comes home from work through the front door, walks into the living room, and picks up the mail and starts to sift through it. Carol hears him and greets him with a hello. Mike asks, anything good in here? Carol says, no, just a few bills. Mike hands her the bills and says, here, you can have those. Carol jokingly says, no, thank you. Mike says, hey, here's something from Fremont High School. That's my old alma mater. He opens it up. Carol jokes and says, oh, do they want their diploma back? (laughs) Jimmy... That's it. Make make uh, stupid jokes about your husband has a degree and you don't. <laughs> Mike laughs and says, very funny. He reads a letter. Aha, I'm cordially invited to the 20th reunion of my graduating class Saturday night. Carol smiles and says, that's great. And we're free on Saturday. Mike reminisces for a moment and says, high school. Wow. That's going way back there. I wonder if Smasher Duran will be there. Carol asks Smasher. Mike laughs and says, yeah, we had a bunch of cool nicknames for each other. We had Smasher, Tiger, Porky, Flathead. Carol laughs and asks, did you have a nickname too? Mike ignores the question, clears his throat and says, "Uh, let's let's plan on going. Carol looks at him, says, you did have one. What was it? Mike laughs and says, that's something you will never find out. Carol says, 
Oh, I will too. I'll just ask everybody at the reunion. Mike gets serious and says, oh, Carol, you wouldn't do that. Carol says, of course I would. Mike says, yes, I think you would. And then he says, hot lips. Mike has a look of pride on his face. Carol laughs and says, hot lips? Why in the world would they call you hot lips? (laughs) Mike has a look of sadness on his face due to his wife's interrogation and verbal abuse. Carol just laughs. (laughs) Oh, Carol, 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 you are such a bitch. (laughs) You weren't even invited. Like, she's like, we're free on Saturday. He's like, we? Like, you weren't invited. This is to me. If you'd like to be my guest, you can quit calling me stupid and make fun of my nickname. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, of course you're free on Saturday. You're free every fucking night of the week. Yeah. And I also put on there, of course you'd like to go because you're fucking nosy as hell. (laughs) So like in the beginning of that scene, like he's like, hey, here's all the bills. And she's like, no, thanks. Like imagine that Carol doesn't want the bills. (laughs) (laughs) And then I thought it was funny that his friend's name was Smasher. (laughs) Yeah. Smasher and Hot Lips. Fucking (laughs) smashing that. Smasher and Hot Lips. That sounds like a detective drama. (laughs) <laughs> together at last. All right. Scene six. Later we see Greg laying on his bed reading a book. Marsha enters and says, Greg, can I borrow your dick, Shanae? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, <laughs> for those listening at home, this is not a play in the word dictionary, but it's the way Jimmy typed it. <laughs> <laughs> he Greg separated says, into two words. <laughs> dick, <laughs> Shanae. I'm sur- I'm shocked you didn't make that joke when you wrote the synopsis. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, Tech's going to write this down. And I'm like, he didn't write it down. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Greg says, sure, help yourself. Marsha thanks him and walks over to the desk and picks it up. On the way out, Marsha stops and asks, how come you're not out there doing push-ups or something? Greg, without looking up from his book, asks, for what? Marsha goes on, for the bet you made with Bobby. Greg looks at Marsha and laughs. He says, are you kidding? I don't have to train to do twice as many of anything as Bobby. (laughs) Marsha laughs and says, when you win, I hope Cindy learns a lesson from this too. Greg, not understanding, says, Cindy? Marsha continues, yeah, little sister, about this tall. (laughs) Yeah, little brothers aren't the only ones who can be a pain in the neck. Marsha begins to quote Cindy, Marsha? I bet I can make my bed faster than you. Marsha, I can get dressed faster than you. I wish I'd have thought of making a bet with her. Greg smilingly says, it wasn't my, uh, it wasn't my idea. Bobby insisted on betting me. I got some interesting stuff planned out for that character. Marsha asks, nothing too rough, I hope. Greg says, no, of course not. Nothing too rough. Greg thinks for a second and says, on the other hand, Nothing too smooth either. They both just laugh. (laughs) And Marsha exits the room. I thought this was a fun little scene between the two oldest kind of like ganging up together. Like, you know, hey, we're the oldest. You know, let's let's talk about our stupid younger siblings. I I thought it was a cool dynamic. I like the way Marsha was like, well, nothing too rough, I hope. And he's like, no, of course not. That that was kind of cool. I don't know. (laughs) I showed some responsibility between the two of them. Yeah. Um. But also, like, how did she know where the dictionary was? She just walked right over to it. Like, 
Well, she probably saw it sitting right there, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I get why would they keep the dictionary on the table? Wouldn't they put it in the drawer on a, on a shelf or something? Yeah, I mean, who uses a dictionary? What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but also, why didn't she just walk through the bathroom? Why? Why do they go out to the hallway to walk to each other's rooms? <laughs> did she come from that way? That direction? Yeah, she or? comes through the bedroom door. Why? Hmm. You want to walk like five steps going through the bathroom instead of you go out to the hallway? <laughs> Well, maybe Cindy's taking a shit or something. I don't know, but it's the same reason why does Mike come up from working at the front door? You know, it's like yeah, it's true. He walks all the way around the front door. <laughs> well, does he park in the street? There have been a few establishing shots where he parks out front in in front of yeah. the house. Yeah, that's true. Scene seven. Oh. In the den, Mike is sitting at his desk while Carol stands next to him drinking coffee. Ooh. Carol looks down and in complete confusion as to what is on the desk. She asks, "What is that?" Mike says, oh, I dug up my old high school yearbook. Carol then asks to see it. Mike says, you believe these senior class pictures? Carol says, oh, I'm going to see if I can find you. Mike has a look of worry on his face as Carol scans the senior class pictures trying to find Mike, which has all their names on it. In alphabetical order. Yes. (laughs) Carol finally spots her husband and begins to laugh. Mike nods in agreement and says, you found me. Carol, still laughing at Mike, says, yep, I found you. You're so thin. Didn't your mother ever feed you? Mike says, who could eat? Carol asks why. Mike goes on, well, my whole senior year, I had a wild crush on a girl named Bobo. See? (laughs) Carol asks, Bobo? (laughs) (laughs) Mike closes his eyes and reminisces about his true love. All while smiling and says, yeah, you should have seen her. Mike does an hourglass figure shape. Carol is displeased. Mike then says, that was just her head. (laughs) Carol elbows her husband in the arm just for making a joke. Carol continues, you never told me about Bobo. Mike thinks for a second and says, didn't I? Well, that was just her nickname. She's right in there. Carol says, no, no, let me see if I can find her. Mike, looking surprised, asks, what out of all the girls in my senior class? Carol looks at him and says, I know what you like. Mike says, I'll give you three chances and I bet you still can't find Bobo. Carol says, that's a bet. Mike, surprised, says, are you serious? Carol, sure of herself, says, absolutely. And I won't even need three chances. Just one. What do we bet? Mike, who's using the right part of his brain, says, how about the same bet Greg and Bobby have? For one week, the loser has to do whatever the winner says. Of course, you know what he's thinking of, right? Oh, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. Can we say it together at the same time? Yep. Three, two, one. The Anal. black chick down the street. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. We're on the same page, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carol smiles and says, you have got yourself a bet. Carol Mm. reaches out her hand for a handshake and says, hot lips. They both just laugh. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I I put the exact same thing. I was like, see if you can find them. Bits are in alphabetical order. (laughs) (laughs) With their names on them. Yeah. But also, like Carol is, Carol's actually jealous of the chick Bobo. Like it's from his high school. Like she's jealous of him. (laughs) <laughs> um, but also like every time they showed the, the, 
the the shot of Mike by himself. Yeah. It looked terrible. Did you notice that? I noticed his eyes popped. But I mean, it wasn't necessarily like out of focus. It was just really great. Almost like the lighting was off. It was really grainy and just looked really bad. Hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Scene eight. Later, we see Bobby in the backyard, still working out and lifting weights. Alice walks out with a glass of some concoction and says, how about a vitamin break? This stuff put muscles on this stuff will put muscles on your muscles. Mm. Bobby says, thanks, Alice. What's in it this time? Alice smiles and says, if I told you, you wouldn't drink it. <laughs> Bobby takes a sip and almost pukes and says, yeah, I'm not drinking it anyways. And hands it back to Alice. Alice says, well, okay, but Greg always drank this stuff when he was trying to out for the football team and it made him strong as a horse. Knowing that Bobby would cave, Alice hands back the drink to Bobby behind her back as she walks away. Bobby grabs it and gulps it down. (laughs) And I put, once again, a completely useless exercise for what he's trying to do. (laughs) And also, that looked like chocolate milk. It did look like chocolate milk. That's why actually actually what I wrote down, like, hands hands him a glass of chocolate milk. And then it might have been that. What was that stuff called? Um, Oval team. <laughs> I was going to say that as a joke. It's probably Oval team. Yeah. All right. Be sure to drink your Oval team. Oh. <laughs> Scene nine. Yes. A little bit later, Bobby is still at it, working out in the backyard. Mike walks out there and says, "Hey, that's pretty good." Bobby says, "Thanks, Dad." Mike says, "You don't want to overdo it and hurt yourself, you know." Mike then begins to show Bobby better exercises he can do to help build muscles. He points out all the muscles. Bobby says, boy, I'm loaded with muscles. Mike says, yeah, well, you're going to have to be in pretty good shape to beat Greg. He's pretty good, you know. Bobby says, I'm going to be better. Mike says, well, maybe, but you're going to have to go all out to prove it. Mike pats him on the head and Bobby continues to lift weights. Hmm. <clears throat> Did you notice this at all? But scene eight, nine should have been flipped. I agree. It looks like they're out of order. You caught that, right? Yeah, because the exercise he teaches Bobby was mm-hmm. the exercise Bobby was doing in the last scene. Yeah, in scene eight. Yeah. So they. Unless Bobby's just really sarcastic. Cool. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, it's an exercise before. I've never seen before or heard of. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention, Dad. <laughs> scene 10. A little bit later, we see Bobby hanging from the swing set, and he does a chin-up. He drops down from exhaustion. Marsha walks over and says, I don't know why you're knocking yourself out, Bobby. Greg can beat you with one hand tied behind his back. She smiles at her own trash talk and walks off. Bobby has a look of defeat on his face and starts to second-guess himself. So my only note says that was a really mean thing to say. Yeah, but I kind of like how the older kids are sticking together. Yeah. It's kind of neat. But I mean, all this started because he just wanted some recognition because he did a good job at school. But he I mean, got cocky as fuck, though. <laughs> he, I guess he did, but I mean, Greg started it. No, he didn't. Yeah, because he was being he a started, dick because he's on the phone trying to get some tang. Like, all he was trying to do was trying to show him some manners. Like, hey, I'm on the phone. That's really good. He even says that. It's really good, but I'm on the phone. Yeah. Give me a minute. And then he was he even says later, like, he insisted I bet him. So, all right. Yeah. 
Just this whole episode, in my opinion, this whole episode, when it comes to girls, Greg just seems sleazy as hell. Holy shit. <laughs> like, like used car salesman sleazy, like bad. <laughs> Scene 11. Up in the boys room, we see Greg polishing and shining his dress shoes and boots. Bobby walks in the room. He walks up to Greg with a strut of confidence and says, hi. Greg greets him back. Bobby goes on. I've really been working out, you know. Greg, not really paying attention, says, yeah. Bobby says, yeah. Want to feel the muscles on my arm? Greg, still polishing, says, nope. Bobby says, it's only fair to tell you that I'm up to seven chin-ups now. Greg stops and looks at Bobby and asks, seven? Wow. Greg then rolls his eyes, <laughs> smiles, and goes back to polishing. Bobby tries another tactic and says, you know, I was thinking, a guy shouldn't take advantage of his own brother. Greg, not really paying attention, says, he shouldn't, huh? Bobby says, no. And if you wanted, I'd let you out of the bet. If you wanted. Greg looks at Bobby and loudly says, are you kidding? No way. By this time next week, you'll be doing this for me. Bobby thinks for a second and says, well, you had your chance. Greg nods and continues to polish his boots. Bobby walks out of the room. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I put down, like me and you are obviously on separate pages. I put down, why is everybody so mean to Bobby? Like all <laughs> he wanted was for people to be proud of him because he did the most in his class. Like, that's a big deal. He did the most in his class. It is a big deal. That's cool. And everybody's just being dicks to him, like left and right. <laughs> like, well, you got to remember too, like, Greg is not his parent. <laughs> he right. doesn't have to be mean to him. He doesn't have to be nice to him. He doesn't have to say, wow, that's pretty good. That's amazing. Good job, little buddy. He didn't have to do that. <laughs> he just be like, cool, and then move on. <laughs> just like the younger kids don't have to help Greg make some shitty music saying it's you know, <laughs> that's right. going to be don't. the next gold record. But he so conned them apparently into Apparently this it. is how Bobby gets his thanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> They all, none of them get allowances for the next fucking 47 weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, yeah, he gave up his allowances for, for Greg. Greg just can't be proud of him. I, I get it. You're right. You don't have to be nice. <laughs> Scene 12. <laughs> it's bedtime. All right. No. The whole family and Alice are in the backyard watching Bobby do chin-ups while Mike counts them. Mike counts eight. Mm -hmm. Nine. Yeah. The family cheers Bobby on as he keeps going. Greg seems a little concerned, says, I think this is his last one. Carol tells Bobby to be careful and to not overdo it because she's a bitch. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> don't keeps do your going. best, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby keeps going as Mike counts 10. Peter says, come on, Bobby, I'm rooting for you. Greg looks at Peter with anger. Peter shoots Greg a little wink. Greg rolls his eyes. Bobby keeps going. Mike counts 11. Bobby struggles and tries to pull one more, but drops down. Mike says, 11. Wow. You can be proud of yourself, son. Carol adds, that's over twice as many as you did last week. Marcia says, it was a good try, but he's still going to lose. I love it. Bobby says, oh, yeah, 
Only if Greg can do 22 chin-ups. Greg walks over to the swing set, takes a deep breath. He grabs onto the bar and begins to knock him out. Carol counts off one, two, three, four. Meanwhile, Peter says, come on, Greg, I'm rooting for you. Bobby looks at him in anger. A few moments later, Greg is still doing chin-ups. He's a little slower now as Carol continues to count 18, Hmm. 19. Hmm. Greg is struggling for 20, but it's becoming much more difficult. He pulls and pulls. Marsha says, come on, Greg, you can do it. But to no avail, Greg drops on the ground in defeat. Bobby, in excitement, jumps up and down and screams, I won, I won, I won, I won. Greg not feeling too good about the outcome. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, my note says, once again, Carol, don't overdo it. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) You're not even rooting your sons on. You're telling them to, like, basically to stop. It's not over... Yeah, but I could have done more, but I didn't want to pull a muscle like mom said. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding? <laughs> you notice how she God. said that to Bobby, but didn't say it to Greg. <sighs> Bobby, don't overdo it. Don't. I think that's enough. You should get down. Come on, Greg. <laughs> get it. <laughs> yeah, she don't want Greg to get hurt in, in uh, football practice. But anyways, um, I was honestly like really proud of Bobby in this. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Like As soon as Greg dropped to the ground, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. all right so this is where we take our next break so bobby has just beaten greg at the chin-up competition Mm -hmm. what will greg have to do now the boys part monkey you can't mess with him (laughs) maybe bobby will just be like you know what this is really just a friendly bet it's all good don't even worry about it but i still beat you i just wanted acknowledgement that's all yep think that's what happened of course probably not but we'll find out when we get back We'll be back. Hello, listeners of Random Other Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Hey, everybody. If you like podcasts like whatever podcast this is, then come listen to the Mad Scientist Podcast, a weekly show on the history, philosophy, and hard science between fringe and paranormal claims. Marie, what are some topics we've covered in the past? We have covered UFOs. We've covered economic collapse. We have covered cats. We did cover cats pretty pretty Mm -hmm. distinctly. Yes. If you like podcasts and a little bit of humor and a little bit of singing and some cats, come listen to the Mad Scientist <laughs> podcast, please. Shoot. And we are a back. That was a good break. It was a good break. <laughs> so do you, do you think you possess inside you? Like, because in this, in this last scene that we left off on yep. Bobby and Greg obviously have this bet going. They're obviously trying, like both of them are trying until their bodies fail them. Right. Yeah. 
do you think you have any, like, is there any part of you that's like that? Like, like I'm the most le- I'm the least competitive person I've ever met. Like I've never met anybody that's less competitive than me. <laughs> like that's I would not true, Jimmy. Throw like I'm I'm I pride myself on being a pretty good bowler, but yeah. I've thrown many bowling games because I could tell the person that I was bowling with really wanted to beat me, and I just throw the game and let them win. Sure it's, you do, it, Jimmy. It really doesn't. <laughs> it, I don't care if I win or lose. Like if it's really going to bother you that much, then I'll let you win. I don't really care. Right. But is that uh, really you, giving them a true victory, though? I don't really care. I mean, it seems to bother them. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather lose and have them feel happy than for me to win and have them be all pissy. So, <laughs> do you play with like really poor sports? No, I just poor losers. I mean, you've met people like that that are that are just like, compa- like athletic and competitive. Like they just care about winning. Why? Like, what's the great about winning? Like, you're not. You're not. You don't get a trophy. This is just us bowling. Like, you get, don't you have bowling trophies, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, from being in tournaments and leagues. But this is just when you go out. You've never gone out bowling like as recreation. Like, yeah, yeah. tons of times. <laughs> you seem confused by that thought. <laughs> well, it's just the fact that you said you know, it's just bowling. You don't get trophies when you've boasted about your bowling trophies. Well, no, like <laughs> when you go out with your friends bowling, like on a Saturday night, you don't get trophies. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't really care then either. Like when we're just playing, I don't even pay attention to yeah, the okay. score or anything. But I mean, That's do you think you, po- is there any part of you that, do you think you possess like this kind of drive that they oh, had? Oh. It's, it depends on what it is. Like, like let's say you and I create a, a short film and we're in a film festival. I right. want us to win. I want it to be good. I'm going to work on right. it very hard to win. I'm not going to just go half-ass it and go, eh. And if we don't win, it's going to be a little disappointing. Like we did with, we were in a film festival with yeah. the Get Out Penny cartoon and we were kind of disappointed that we didn't win anything. You know? But see, like even in that scenario, like I would never go half-ass either. I would just care about our film being the best it, that our film could have been. True. That's super Not important. Not really for caring sure. if we win or lose. <laughs> it's nice to be acknowledged though. You know, It would. But I mean, my goal would be to make our film individually the best film that we could not necessarily win the entire thing. Yeah. So I, so to answer your question along about way, I'm a little bit like you in that regard, but <clears throat> depends on what's going on. Like what, what we're competing for. So what would it take for you to be this competitive? Um, something like that, like a film festival or, um, something that I think I have a good shot at winning at. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing sports related. That's for sure. <laughs> Like not a running race or anything like that. Anything that has me doing something athletic. No, I don't really care. But if it's something I have passion for, then yeah, I want to win. Like my friend, Derek, that I've talked to you about off the podcast, me and him have gone bowling a few times and he's, he's an up and coming bowler. He's, he's trying to bowl more and get better at it. And he, every time we go bowling, he tells me, he's like, if I feel like you're letting me win, I'm going to be pissed. I'm because I, I really want to see how good I am. Hmm. Okay, but even then, it's really hard for me to keep focus because I don't. I just I can't express how much I don't care about winning. <laughs> I really, that's that's part of the reason I never play sports. So I mean, in this scenario, if like my one of my brothers is like, I bet I can get more chin-ups than you. Okay, and I would just do like five and be like, Yep, you're right. You did more than me. <laughs> like, good for you. Well, I mean, but why? I mean, if somebody's competing with you, like they want to compete with you, 
Right. You know, like, like that's how they judge if they're good or not. Like, for instance, like your friend bowling, he was like, hey, don't let me win. I want to see if I can beat you. I, I know it's a fault. I, I get it. But, I mean, I think part of being good at a sport is having that that will to win. Yeah. And if you don't have it, then, it's, then you know yeah, what I'm saying? I don't, like, I don't have it with sports, but I have it with other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be, I guess it would be equivalent to you joining a film festival and having it be like in Japanese or having it be, you know, some genre that you really, really don't care about. And then you still having to somehow fabricate that drive. It's, it's not the same. Hmm. It's, it's, it's false. It's, it's, it's artificial. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, how do you yeah. artificially try to win? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my job is somewhat competitive. So right. we're always trying to like in competition with like, say the day shift or something like that, or even just being like an agent, you're still, you're kind of competing with other agents kind of, you know, yeah. or really competing against yourself too and try to beat out what you've did, done before. So. Well, it's like in my job, it tends to be competitive. Well, what tends to be competitive is is knowledge tends to be competitive because people tend to have the attitude like, well, job security, I just want to keep all this you know, to myself where I'm the opposite. I'm the type that will go into work and be like, I saw, I figured out the coolest shit last night. I got to show you this real quick, so make sure you have time. And I'll be showing people the shit that I found out on my own and be like, you guys are not going to believe it. this is awesome. So. <clears throat> That's a form of competitiveness. Not really. That's good. You know, even if it's just with yourself, you know. Yeah, you wanna, I'm not you sure if it succeed, comes to with myself. You do better, you know. If it comes to being like with myself, I'm extremely competitive. Like it, yeah. when it comes to my pictures, yeah, I'm my own worst critic. <laughs> and every time I try to go out, every time I go out to take pictures, in my mind, if it's not the best pictures I've ever taken, I'm really disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very hard on myself. I get it. I got you. Okay. All right, we're well, similar in some ways. Yeah. All right. So let's get back into it. When we left off, Bobby bet Greg that if he couldn't do twice as many chin-ups as him, that the loser would have to do whatever the winner says for a whole week. Well, it looks like Greg was just made Bobby's bitch. Mm-hmm. Wonder how this will work out for them. I don't know. So scene 13. In the kitchen, we see a line of three pairs of shoes ready to be polished as Greg is getting them ready. Alice walks in, sees the shoes and says, I thought only flies had six feet. (laughs) Greg turns to look at her and says, I wish he was a fly. I'd swat him. Alice says, oh, by the way, the fly sends a message. After you get done shining his shoes, he'd like you to wash his sneakers. Greg looks at them and says, wash your sneakers. Alice suggests, yeah, you can either put them in the washing machine or throw them on and take a shower. Greg, getting angry, says, that little... Alice interrupts and says, I'd suggest taking a shower. It might help cool you off. <laughs> Al, did you notice that Alice put the shoes right on his uh, lap? <laughs> no. Yeah, like... <laughs> It was, it was kind of creepy where she put it. She puts it like right at like, you know, in his groin. <laughs> I thought it was kind of creepy. I didn't see it. <laughs> also, why does Bobby, as young as he is, have three pairs of shoes that need to be, that need to be polished? polished. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or why would he even care at his age? 
But I mean, where would he wear them? He doesn't wear shoes like that to school. He just wears sneakers. Well, I know in a later episode, he has to go to court. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, and then there's church, which they've mm-hmm. only mentioned like once, but yeah, right. you know, I assume they mm-hmm. go. All right. All right. Scene 14. Later, we see Greg dollying the trash can to the street. Suddenly, he's stopped by Marsha and Jan. Marsha asks, will you be finished soon? Jan adds, we have to go to the library before it closes. Greg asks, what's that got to do with me? Marsha, with a smile on her face, says, you're driving us. Greg laughs and says, I'm not driving you to the library. Jan says, yes, you are. Bobby said so. Marsha says, we'll wait in the car. And they walk off. Wow. Marsha sure turned on him quick. <laughs> she was well, like all for him. Like, oh, you beat that little fucker's ass. Hell yeah. We rule all. And then now that he lost, like, oh, you're a fucking loser. Oh, by the way, Bobby said you have to take me somewhere. But I mean, why would Bobby care if Jan <clears throat> and Marsha go to the library? Well, I think it was just kind of one of those things like, oh, we're going to try to get, see if Greg will taste the library. And Bobby's like, oh, I can make him go. Eh, maybe, yeah. Just throw him power, you know? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Scene 15. A bit later, we see Greg cleaning and shining Bobby's bike. Peter and Cindy walk up, and Peter says, After you finish that, Bobby said to sandpaper his skateboard. Greg says, Do you know what you can tell Bobby? Cindy says, <laughs> Sure, that you'll do it. And her and Peter walk off. Greg starts to get irritated. Did you know what sandpaping a skateboard was? Well, I assume it was like putting the grip tape on her. It is, yeah. yeah. It's what they use before grip tape. Gotcha. Scene 16. Later that evening, Greg is in the kitchen, finally done with the day's chores, courtesy of Bobby. Hmm. Greg is ready to sit at the table, have a nice piece of cake with some milk. Just as he's about to have a moment of relaxation and happiness, Alice runs in and says, hold it. That's the last piece. Bobby Bobby says he wants it. Mm. She grabs the plate and takes it upstairs to Bobby, leaving Greg frustrated at the table. That was cake, right? I couldn't really tell what was on that plate. I just yeah, assumed. Cake, yeah. Yeah. What I mean, a dick. Why is Greg wearing a robe? And who the hell wears a robe like around the house? Like <laughs> it's such a strange household because like I don't know, just randomly they'll wear robes walking around the house and it doesn't make it they don't wear robes at the dinner table. Like what I don't know. Anyways, um Well, there's a little funny if you go back to an episode from season one, right? I had uh Brent Hand on as a guest and right. he had made a joke about that too. Because <laughs> like they were, I can't remember what it was, is like all the kid, the whole family, and then Mike had said something. Hey, let's do this, and then Brent Ham was like, "But he, but I'm pretty sure Mike told all the kids. But you have to be wearing a robe. Everybody <laughs> must have robes on her for yeah, pretty much, yeah." <laughs> um. Also, the bet wouldn't give Bobby the right to eat whatever he wants, or to have Alice deliver it to him. It's just for <laughs> Greg to do whatever he wants. Yeah, so, like, just imagine Bobby being there, like, oh, I'm going to have this cake, and Bobby's like, no, you're not. You're going to give it to me. But that's yeah. not what had transpired. Because well, it's not of. like, well, I mean, it's not like Alice ran up and said, Greg's about to eat the last piece of cake. Well, <laughs> tell him to give it to me. Like, she came down to get at Bobby a piece of cake, 
saw that Greg was eating it. <laughs> so she would have had to go upstairs and said, sorry, there's no more cake left to which Bobby would have to say, well, no, he's got to give it to me. So that's, that's not what a happened. good point. That's a good point. Very good. So, good observation. Boom. Damn. So nice try, Bobby. I'm starting to get back on Greg's side, you little punk. No, it sounds like Alice is being like she's playing right along with it. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if Bobby was here, he would say, no, he's going to get it. So I'm just going to take it now. She's assuming that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I caught it just in time. Greg was about to eat it. And Bobby was like, well, fucking let him, Greg have it. He's worked hard today. Like, <laughs> Greg did, like, like, what, that? 19 chin-ups today? <laughs> like, God, he deserves cake. God, you're mean. <laughs> let them eat cake. Scene 17. Upstairs, Mike and Carol are in bed. Ooh. Carol is... Thrumming through the <laughs> thrumming. Carol is thumbing through the yearbook with every light on as Mike sleeps next to her. <laughs> I know so too. Carol <laughs> thinking out loud says, Hmm, I wonder what Bobo could be a nickname for. Okay, so like Mike's trying to sleep, every light on yeah. is on, and she's talking out loud to herself. Yeah. Does she have no fucking respect for him at all? Nope. That's evident in the last scene. It's pretty clear. Yeah. So she says, hmm, I wonder what Bobo could be a nickname for. Let's see. She looks at the names and reads Bernice. Hmm, Bobo? No. She shakes her head and keeps looking. Mike begins to talk in his sleep. He says, Sally. Hmm, Sally. Carol hears him, smiles, and says, Sally? Oh, no, but how could Bobo stand for Sally? Mike continues to talk in his sleep. Betty. Carol looks over at Mike and says, Betty? Oh, Betty! She looks through the yearbook. Bobo? Betty? Bobo? Yes. Mike speaks again. Zelda! And then he smiles. <laughs> Carol now on... <laughs> Now onto his mockery, picks up her pillow and beats him over the head with it and says, Oh, Mike Brady, that's terrible. She continues to hit him and says, This is for Sally, that's for Betty, and that's for Zelda. Mike just laughs. <laughs> how Okay, like, I know I've been harping on Carol lately. Yeah. But how is it that Carol's not pissed at Mike for saying all those names in his sleep? I think she's cool like that. I don't know. Yeah, but like, like if, like if history would have played out differently and Mike would have, you know, ended up with a black chick down the street, you <laughs> know that shit wouldn't have flown. As soon as Mike was like, "Oh, Sally," she would have been like, "Excuse me," like he would have been woken up with like a shoe upside his head. <laughs> Who the fuck is Sally? Yeah, yeah. So I'm no. kind of surprised because Carol is so jealous of Bobo. <laughs> and she doesn't even care that her mic is that her, her husband is literally having sex dreams about people he went to high school with. Because <laughs> yeah. he ain't saying it like Sally or Sally. He's saying it like Sally. Uh. Yeah. Mm. It's like, dude, you need to call oh, him. Yeah. yeah, that's what he. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I was I was kind of impressed that Carol didn't jump to conclusions, but. Yeah. Then again, she's so nosy that that's why she didn't jump to conclusions because she's so curious about who the hell Betty or Bobo is. So, yeah. Anyways, scene 18. The next day, bitch boy, I mean, um, Greg, hmm. is sitting in the family room on the phone. He says, yeah, Rachel, 
I still want to take you out. What about a movie tomorrow night? Yeah. The drive-in. It's a good double bill. Science fiction and a Western. Bobby has just walked into the room and has heard all the plans and he begins to smile. Grant continues on the phone. Great, Rachel. I'll pick you up at seven. Bobby behind him nods to the plans. (laughs) Greg gets off the phone and smiles. Bobby says, that sounds good to me. As he sits down next to Greg, Greg gives him a look like the fuck it does. and says, (laughs) what sounds good to you? Bobby says the double bill. Greg now sits up and asks exactly what does that mean? Bobby says, I'm going with you. Greg gets up and says, no way. Bobby reminds him of the bet. Greg irritated says, look, I've taken out the trash for you. I've hosed off the patio. I shined your shoes. I made your bed, cleaned your bike. I even let you beat me at checkers because you told me to, but that's it. That's it. Understand? Bobby says, you have to do what I tell you to. That's the bet. Greg says, it does not include taking you on dates. Bobby makes a point by saying it didn't include not (laughs) Bobby. Now noticing that Greg is not giving in says you Welsher. I'm going to go tell mom and dad. He runs off. Greg realizes what he's going to do and jumps up from his chair and runs after him. Hmm. So I'd never heard the term Welsher before. So I had to look it up. Okay, so what I discovered is a welsher is someone who refuses or avoids payments of money laid out in a bet. Okay. It comes from 19th century English slang. Um, Hmm. Most likely it's kind of making fun of somebody from Wales. You know, like an example would be like calling somebody an Indian giver. So it is kind of a... Racist. Yeah, yeah. It even says that. It's even kind of a racial racial slang. Wow. So welsher is kind of a little racist. Holy shit. People from Wales. I've never heard that term before. I've heard <laughs> Indian either. giver before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I put down, Greg is so sleazy. <laughs> Why? Like he, like the way he was talking to that girl, he's so sleazy about it. And also, I hate to say it, but Bobby's kind of right. What? Like that Greg needs to listen to Bob. Like That was the agreement. If Greg didn't want that, True. those odds, then Greg shouldn't have taken the bet. Or you should have put some like amendments on it, like okay, guess, from yeah. like nine to five or something like that. Right. I, I I I'll do whatever, but after five o'clock, you know, I'm, it's my free time. Yeah. See, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said I would <clears throat> never have agreed to. I have to do whatever you say. I would have agreed to. I have to do things for you, but not yeah. I have to do whatever you say because then you, I'd be clucking like a chicken all day or something. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, if the shoe was on the other foot, Greg would have given him just a lot of crappy work. He even admitted that. Yeah. So, I mean, Greg can't really be too, like, complainy right now. Because Greg had a whole list of shit that he was going to even told Marsha that. Yep. <laughs> so, he's just butthurt because he, you know, lost. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Scene 19. In the kitchen, Carol's making a shopping list. Like, she's going to do the shopping. Okay. okay. Making a list for Alice. Suddenly, Greg and Bobby show up and completely peak the audio on the point of distortion. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yelling their case at Carol. (laughs) Carol stops them and tells them to speak one at a time. 
They both argue their case again at the same time. Mike walks in to finally give some order to the situation and asks, what's all the racket? They both start yelling at the same time again. Mike yells, hold it. (laughs) I didn't hear anything either one of you said. Carol says, well, that's the third time I've heard it and I still can't figure it out. Mike says, Bobby. Bobby says, Greg is going to the movies to see two neat pictures and won't take me. Greg looks at Mike and says, I've got a date with a new girl and I don't want the all-American kid tagging along. Bobby reminds Greg and says, our bet is that the loser has to do everything the winner tells him. Everything. Greg says, I've done everything else, but dates are different. Carol says, Greg, if I remember correctly, the bet did include everything. Which, good job, Carol. Just reiterated what Bobby said. Exactly. Greg, feeling betrayed, says, wow, not dates. Mike says, well, look, Greg, it may seem a little rough, but when you make a bet, you have to be prepared to pay it off. Okay, maybe next time you'll remember. No bet is a sure thing. Greg says, well, I'll remember, all right. Greg thinks for a second and says, okay, all right, I'll just call off the date. Bobby says, It's okay with me. I don't care if she comes along or not. (laughs) Greg, getting angry, says, Listen, Mr. Chin-Up King. (laughs) (laughs) I've done everything you asked, fair and square. There's no way, no way you're going on my date with Rachel. Yeah. I I have to agree with the parents. (laughs) But um, I like the way they pulled a, um, a Larry the Cable guy in this one. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, I definitely see a little bit of Larry the Cable Guy inspiration on this. Where? Because well, I don't know if you've ever watched Larry the Cable Guy stand up, but he, like he does this one joke where he's like, you know, I went shopping with my wife and my wife's like, hey, we should buy you a pair of women's panties to try on. And he's like, like, hell, I ain't ever trying on any women's panties. So anyways, I'm in the dressing room trying on these panties. You know, and, he, <laughs> and he does that that kind of joke a lot. And it's, they kind of do it right yeah. here. He's like, there's no way in hell you're ever going on a date with Rachel. So anyways, we're sitting in the car with Rachel and Bobby. You know, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was yeah. kind of funny. Hmm. Scene 20. We immediately flip to Greg in the Barracuda on his date with Rachel. They're sitting close in the front seat watching the movie. Suddenly a voice is heard saying, you're blocking my view. This forces Greg and Rachel to separate and Bobby pokes between them and says, I want some popcorn. Greg tells him, you've already had three bags. Bobby says, then I want some pizza. Greg, very irritated, says, I'll be back in a minute, Rachel. Rachel waves to Greg as he exits the car. Bobby hops into the front driver's seat. Bobby says, boy, you can really see better from up here. Rachel says, "Uh uh-huh. Bobby says, neat movie, isn't it? Rachel sarcastically says, yeah, real neat. Bobby asks, having fun, huh? Once again, Rachel is sarcastic and says, oh, we're having a ball. Bobby adds, you see, I told Greg if I came along, you wouldn't mind. (laughs) Rachel just rolls her eyes. (laughs) And I put down, we've we've seen that girl before, but yeah, you answered at the beginning. And also her Mm. hair looks like a wig. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. So why didn't they just why didn't they just let Bobby sit in the front seat and the two of them sit in the back seat? 
I thought of that too. <clears throat> That's what I would have done. Like, why don't you get in the front and we'll get in the back? And hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Scene 21. A bit later, still up the drive-in, Greg finally returns to the car with pizza Bobby ordered. Greg says, it's all the food you get. Our bet had nothing to do with me going broke. Bobby slides over and is now in between Greg and Rachel. Rachel says, Greg, wouldn't it be nice if Bobby got in the backseat to eat his pizza? Greg says, yes, that'd be nice. Bobby agrees and jumps in the back seat. A moment later, Greg and Rachel eye each other and Greg puts his arm around her again. But all of a sudden, Mr. Chin-Up King Cockblock moves in between them and asks, Want some pizza? <laughs> Greg angrily says no. Bobby continues, How about you, Rachel? It's real good. Pepperoni and onions. Rachel awkwardly says, Oh, no thank you. Bobby says, you guys don't know what you're missing. Greg sheepishly says, oh, we know what we're missing. A moment passes and Greg decides to put the old moves on Rachel again. He puts his arm around her as she slides closer. But then Bobby jumps in and says, you're blocking my view again. <laughs> Greg says, oh, come on, Bobby. You're not even watching the movie. Bobby It'd be says, funny well, if Greg was like, speaking of blocking. <laughs> yeah. Bobby says, well, neither are you. Rachel says, I tell you what, why don't we all watch the movie? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Bobby smiles and sits back to watch as Rachel moves into her own side of the car while Greg just stares at Rachel in disbelief. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why don't we all just watch the movie? And <laughs> Greg for a long time just stares at Rachel like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> then irritatedly sits on his side of the car and tries to just watch Bobby then says it's warm in here put the top down <laughs> Greg gets mad and says put the top down now look Bobby Rachel says you might as well do it Greg Bobby smiles and nods Greg rolls his eyes exhales and lowers the top other cars, other cars honk their horns because the roof is blocking their view. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was a nice little touch they added in there. Yeah. I didn't have to add that, but I thought that was funny. Now, Greg looks at Rachel as she slides back over and he puts his arm around her once again. Bobby, unable to see, decides to sit a little higher in the back seat, then pulls out an umbrella and opens it up. Greg sees this and asks, what do you think you're doing? Bobby says, it might rain. He looks at Rachel and says, you wouldn't want sweetie pie to get wet, would you? Greg says, that's kind of the idea. And Rachel says, no shit. <laughs> that's funny. No, I didn't say that. Greg says, now you're just being a wise guy. Put, that, put the umbrella away. Bobby says, I told you it might rain. Greg says, well, if it might rain, I'm putting the top back up. Greg presses the button for the top to go back up, but doesn't realize Bobby still has the umbrella up. The top comes crashing down right on top of the umbrella and busts a hole right through the top. Bobby is trying to pull it through, but is only making it worse. Yeah. Greg sees this in disbelief and says, now you've done it. We old dad sees this. Bobby attempts again to shove it through. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like I put down. Maybe maybe Greg shouldn't be so sleazy. 
<laughs> Why do you keep saying he's being sleazy? Because he is. He's being so sleazy. Like how? When did Greg turn into a male slut all of a sudden? Like he's not. He's supposed not to be doing the Brady anything bunch, that, he's supposed to be wholesome and shit. Like he's not doing anything that Rachel doesn't want to. All he's doing is putting his arm around her and trying to cuddle with her. That's it. I don't know. He's just to me. He's coming across as being really sleazy. But also, he almost hits her in the face when he goes to reach over to unbuckle the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she has to like pull her face back really fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but Greg also he he could have come across as being a really cool, loving big brother. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he could have easily played it off like, you know what? I did this bet with my brother. He won. I'm really sorry, but he has to come with us. If you know, we can always go out next weekend, just me and you. But I made this bet, and I got to stick to him. He's my brother. Blah blah blah. But instead, he's got to be a dick. <laughs> but he could have easily saved this easily if he wasn't being such an asshole. Um, but also, why is that umbrella so damn sharp? Oh, I, I know. Think it's it was sharpened. Top, like <laughs> the top of it came up like six inches above yeah. the actual umbrella. Like it was like a six inch blade at the end of this thing. <laughs> like if anybody knows, like maybe we're missing something. Like, is that one of those old timey cane umbrellas that you'd function as a cane as well? But even then, why would you make it so sharp? Yeah. I, it'll go through your foot. <laughs> <laughs> it went straight through that rag top. Yeah, it did. That's crazy. Right. Scene 22. Later that night, Mike and Carol are returning from the reunion. Carol says, well, I didn't really know anybody there, but I really had a good time tonight. Mike says, yeah, it was some reunion. Mike clears his throat and says, <clears throat> well, Carol says, well, what? Mike says, come on. It's time to settle our bet. Which one was Bobo? Carol asks, well, she was one of the women there tonight, right? Mike says, right, right. She was there. Carol thinks for a second and says, let me see. Um, okay, I'll take a wild guess. Irene Hisselroth. Mike has a look of shock on his face and says, that's right. How did you guess that? Carol says, Simple deduction. Number one, I know what you like. Number two, I know what you don't like. And number three, she came over and introduced herself and said you used to call her Bobo. <laughs> Mike laughs. All of a sudden, they hear the car pull up in the driveway. Carol says, oh, Greg and Bobby must be back. Mike asks, I wonder how their big date with Rachel came out. <laughs> in, in this shot, for some reason, Mike looked really tan. <laughs> I didn't notice. But also, like... <laughs> The the bet for them was if she could look at the yearbook and figure out which one was Bobo. Yeah, yeah. So by going by waiting going to the reunion, then all bets are off because that wasn't the bet. Yeah, she could have easily found out by a the girls just saying it or somebody right. going, "Hey, Bobo," you know, or whatever. But the yeah. original bet was that she could look at the yearbook and figure out which one Bobo was. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. So I think Carol cheated. Yeah. Obviously, she cheated. She was told the answer. Exactly. <clears throat> Scene 23. Next, we see the hole in the rag top that the umbrella did. Greg says, I figure it'll cost about $150 for a new top, Dad. Oh, shit. Mike says, yeah, well, that's great. That's just great. Carol asks, Bobby, how could you do that? Bobby says, I'm sorry. I guess I was being what you call a little stinker. Greg adds, a little stinker. Bobby says, a big stinker. I'll pay for the new top, Dad. Mike says, 
Huh, I thought none of you were getting uh, allowances for the next 47 weeks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, Mike says, as Greg said, a new top is going to cost about $150. Bobby thinks for a moment and says, well, Greg said he'd pay me a dollar a week to do his chores. Carol scoffs and says, oh, great. You'll be doing his chores for three years. Bobby says, that's okay. I deserve it. Mike calms down and says, well, we'll discuss the financial arrangements arrangements later. I hope you've learned something from all this. Bobby says, I sure have. For one thing, I'll never bet on anything again. And even if you win, you lose. Which to me makes no sense in this situation. <laughs> but Carol asks, is that all? Bobby goes on. If I could ever boss anybody around again... I'll never be mean. Mike says, well, that's good. Anything else? Jeez. Bobby's like, what the fuck? Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. I almost forgot the most important thing. Mike asks, what is that? (laughs) What it is? Bobby says, well, if you ever go to a drive-in movie in a convertible, never take an umbrella. And then Bobby just walks off. Hmm. Really, the top would be closer to two hundred and thirty dollars. Is that seventy-two money? Yes. Hmm. So you know how much that would be in two thousand twenty-one money? No, do you? Yes. <gasps> oh, so I actually exciting. did the research about how much it would cost approximately to get this car in today's money. The top redone. Yeah. So take a guess. How much do you think it would cost to get this car's top redone? Well, in today's money. I figure it's going to be more because this is more, it's a classic car. So I assume well, this, it would this cost was more. On the internet, I checked the price. Okay. Uh, 1200 1500 Oh. And you'd be surprised because most of these tops are, um, I'm not going to say custom made, but a lot of them are. Yeah. So the fact that it's a classic car is a little bit irrelevant because it's not a metal piece of body. It's not an engine mm. part. It's canvas. So, yeah. So the fact that it's a classic car is a little bit irrelevant. Uh, when I had oh, my Mustang, cool. uh, the co- the top for it was about eight hundred and fifty dollars, but that was twenty <laughs> years ago. So, anyways, well, scene twenty four. Mike and Carol are getting ready for bed. Ooh. Mike walks from the bathroom, sits on his side of the bed, takes off his watch, climbs in, pats his pillow, gets comfortable. Carol, already in bed, sits up and says, honey, um, I think I'd like to read. Uh, can you go get it for me? It's on the dresser. Mike opens his eyes wide and says, I just got in the bed. Carol pinches her cheeks and says, no. Pinches his Carol pinches his cheek and says, Bobo. Mike takes a deep breath, nods his head, and gets up to get the book. Once he returns, he hands her the book and then asks, anything else while I'm up? Carol says, no, thank you. I'm good. Mike crawls into bed, fluffs his pillow, gets all comfortable, closes his eyes. Carol then says, oh, honey, I think I need a tissue. Hmm. Would you get it for me? They're right over there. Mike looks at her and says, Bobo. Carol repeats back, Bobo. Mike gets up, grabs the tissue box, brings it to her. He once again asks, anything else? Carol says, no. 
So Mike climbs back into bed, fluffs his pillow, closes his eyes one more time. Just then Carol snaps her fingers and says, there is one more thing. Mike, seemingly tired, sits up and says, now what? Carol says, you didn't kiss me goodnight. Mike asks, I know. No, um, <laughs> Mike asks, do I have to? Carol smiles and nods and kisses him. Freeze frame. <laughs> they did do a freeze frame there. <laughs> I put down, Carol is such a bitch. <laughs> like, no wonder Bobby get. it's no wonder where he gets the shit from. Because she's doing exactly <laughs> everything that Bobby learned a lesson from. She's doing the exact same shit. <clears throat> yes, uh, Carol is doing it a bit playfully. But still, once again, she gives no shits or fucks that Mike gets a good night's sleep. She gives no shits or fuck that a, she has a housekeeper that does her work for her and that Mike has to go and do his own work. And instead she wants to be playful games at keeping him up, asking her for books and tissues and shit. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. Like earlier when she was reading and had every fucking light on talking yeah. out loud, you know, <laughs> I'm going to talk about something here. Like it's been a while since I've been in a relationship, but I've been in a few relationships in my day. I remember one relationship, like if my significant other, like if she's sleeping, I quiet the whole fucking neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. Like I will go door to door, get, but keep it down. She's taking a nap, whatever. And I like slowly open things and shut things in the kitchen and try to be super quiet. But my significant other at the time, she like was loud as shit, slamming doors, opening cabinets, slamming, and then calling for the dogs. Like, come on, guys, let's go outside. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Like, and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And I noticed that women are like that. They just, it like, they don't care. <laughs> Do you have that yeah. experience or have you noticed anything? Me like and that? my wife are both like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. We're both like that. And so like, like <clears throat> let's say that I'm, I'm trying to find my badge. Like I'm getting all my work stuff together. I'm trying to find my badge and I can't find it. <laughs> I would think nothing of going in the room and waking up. Hey, have you seen my badge? I need to get it ready for work tomorrow. <laughs> you know, or if I'm trying to find the car keys, Hey, have you seen the car keys? Or Hey, Caitlin is looking for this. Do you know where, if we have any more, do you know where it is or whatever? Or even if something's just bothering me, I know I can wake her up and talk to her about it. And the same thing, like I work second shift. But like this morning, she woke me up at eight o'clock in the morning to talk to me about something. And that's just what we do. Like it's some people might look at it as, damn, you're that's kind of mean. Like we look at it as like, well, we know we can count on each other. And I'm, I would never get mad at her waking me up, asking me a question. If it was to reach for a book and get a tissue. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Get <laughs> like, <that's> <laughs> him with that thing over there. <laughs> yeah. But no, ours I mean, is that's, different. That's ours a good thing. Poisons. Yeah, that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. if you both are like an agreeance to that, like, yeah, if you need if you whatever, wake me up, you know. Then that's cool. That's that's great communication. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But like when I don't know, just like you have to get up before the other one to get ready for work and making all this fucking racket and shit. Oh, when she was going to work, she doesn't because of COVID now, she works from home. But yeah. I mean she gets up, get dressed, takes a shower. I never once hear her. <laughs> Yeah, I she did tell me like she gave me a note last week because I wear one of those Navy style belt buckles, you know, that has the little thing that overlaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. And those things are loud as shit. I just got flashbacks. <laughs> he said yeah. That. yeah, those things are loud. And so I'll take it off yeah. when I go to bed. And she she told me she's like, 
you really got to be quiet with that. <laughs> to me, I would like, like grip it tightly yeah. so it makes no metal to metal noise. Well, like mine is down. mine is elastic. It's a Nike belt and it's elastic. Um, yeah. And so what I do is I just loosen it all the way and then rebuckle it. That way they stay on the pants and they don't rattle together and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. <laughs> she's like, it cool. sounds like you're working with a pair of nunchucks or something. You need to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's the yeah. end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. Yeah. That was I thought, fun. I thought this that was, was a fun episode. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It seems like a, a typical trope, though, of a lot of episodes of things back then. Of yeah. like, you're my slave to do, you know, you have to do this for me for the, a week or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. A lot of like sitcoms did that kind of storyline. Hmm. But <clears throat> that was cool. I noticed they never used the word slave, which is good. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Thank God. As opposed to <laughs> Mike's comment. Uh, I don't think you were on that episode, but <laughs> where they were talking about Alice and saying something like, well, we still have to pay her. And then, <laughs> then Mike said something to the effect of, yeah, thanks to <laughs> President Lincoln or something like that. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what did he just say? Wow. Or maybe it wasn't thanks to Lincoln or, you know, I think it was a, saying it in a positive way, but it sounded like really racist. I was like, holy shit. Wow. Okay. It wasn't like a, yeah, no thanks to Lincoln. Thanks Lincoln. You know, thanks Obama. Well, it's like, it wasn't like that, but it was like. In the last episode, Bobby, you know, he makes fun of Asian people pretty insensitively. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if that's why it's not on Hulu. Um, this one was on Hulu. Oh, the yeah, last the episode. the last one wasn't. Oh. Yeah, usually it's something to do with music, but there wasn't any oh, okay. special music in this one. Well, they mentioned a lot of people, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant. All right, Jimmy Klein. It's that time. I have What's to up? read a review. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you ready? I guess. So the subject line says, by the way, this is someone called Plutrance. Okay. Don't know what that means, but Plutrance. Uh, This is a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, The subject says, more than a hunch, dot, dot, dot. And with a little thinking emoji. Hmm. Hmm. I will get your anxiety out of the way and tell you it is five stars. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah. So she says. Oh, it's a she. Um. Actually, I don't know. I just assumed it for some reason. But here we go. The person says, this podcast truly makes my day. (laughs) (laughs) My sister and I recently started rewatching the series. And we often have running commentary throughout on some of the more ridiculous scenarios. That's awesome. It's hilarious and amazing to see the similarities in what you point out, too. (laughs) Recently, when we're watching, we'll turn to each other and be all like, I wonder if Tech and Jimmy are going to mention that. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys are busy, but we really appreciate the time you take to put this together. Thanks for keeping things entertaining. Have a sunshine day. Aw. Nice. That's that's totes adorbs. I know. I Um, really like that one. I thought that was a fantastic review. And thank you so much. That's awesome. It's it's nice getting reviews like that and not... 
you must not love it because you don't hold it sacred. You know, and I'm not making fun of anybody that said that, but that's a va- totally valid point. But it's nice <laughs> to see this, you know, same perspective that we have. Um, yeah. That's cool. And uh, as I, I always extend this to people that write in good or bad. Uh, if you guys are ever interested in um, sitting in on a show or whatever, we'll try to work it out. Um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to send an audio and be like, you know, if there's an episode coming up and be like, hey, I, you know, I, I want to send an audio or just send yourself recording. Be like, did you guys notice in this scene when this is it? And then we'll implement it into the show. That kind of stuff. So um, totally. Yeah. So I always extend that and very few people have taken us up. We've had a couple of people take us up on it, but then, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, orchestrating yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's cool. Good. Glad we all could right. uh, make your day more sunshiny. <laughs> See yes. what I did there? <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. All right, Jimmy, you know what we did here today? We had a good time, but don't we be did. offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. It's Bobby. That's racist. That's right. And apparently Mike. we'd personally like to thank our producers from patreon without you this absolutely could not be possible Mm -hmm. and we also want to re-recognize the ops jenny and jim and jim jim has really helped us out this season a lot he always sends us clearly gone above and beyond the call of duty yeah he always sends us the episodes that aren't on hulu so or cbsl access or Obviously not on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. <laughs> so thanks again, Jim. Yes. Also, uh, we have some homework assignments for you. Mm-hmm. Number one, go check out the website, www.averybradypodcast.com. Just do it when you're bored, do it when you have nothing to do at work, do it when you're taking a shit, whatever. <laughs> also do a rate and review like Plutrance did on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or CastBox. Tell two friends about the show or if you don't like the show, tell two enemies. Send an email to the show and tell us what you think. Did you hate it? Did you love it? At a very podcast at gmail.com. Or you can do it on the website too. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get true to life updates. So if there's going to be a show going to be released on the wrong day or later, then that's where you find out that info. And more importantly, go watch the Brady Munch. Indeed. And that last one is important. So for all, for, if you're a first time listener and you're listening, it's going, man, they're really making fun of that hardcore. Do they really like it? Would I tell you to go watch it if I didn't like it? <laughs> I would just flat <laughs> out say, right. don't watch this garbage. So. <clears throat> Indeed. And now Jimmy is going to let us know what the next episode is about. Yes. On the next episode, season three, episode 19, the power of the press. Peter scoop Brady gets a job for the school newspaper. And he discovers that writing nice things about classmates has fringe benefits. Hmm. So when he makes a D on his final exam, Uh he tries a snow job article about his teacher to improve his grade. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hey, speaking of the uh, very pretty Facebook group, did you see that guy who requested to get in, but we can't approve it? Because Facebook says that he belongs to too many groups. It was a guy named Jeff. That's a thing? Yeah. I'd never seen that before. So, Jeff, if you're waiting for approval, I mean, it has nothing to do with us. We tried, and Facebook won't let us. Yeah, that sucks. Um, 
you can join the, the you can follow the very Brady uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Um, just not the group. So we, we certainly do apologize, but I mean, if you, if that's the case, you, you may want to consider going through and unsubscribing to some of your groups. Yeah. So that sucks. It but does. We will, we will keep that as an active um, request and, yeah, you know, we'll keep trying it. So we'll see. Yeah. So, we'll try again like next week. Maybe you yeah. cleaned up a little bit and got rid of we some We certainly other do groups. apologize about that. Well, we should, um, we should uh, <laughs> follow this. Let people know from week to week what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Okay. All right. I've been Jimmy. And I have been Tack. And this has been a Very Brady Podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.